Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Let's start this week with wheat. The headlines, it's a roller coaster ride on the markets. Who can forecast the bigger global wheat production number? And all crop markets remain firm. The roller coaster ride on the market shows no sign of abating, particularly on wheat, which can't make up its mind whether the recent record cold snap across the US had damaged the wheat or not. Soybeans and maize are deriving strength from the less than ideal weather in South America, but even here, analysts appear to be erring on the optimistic side on crop sizes. Adding to the confusion are the money flows in the macroeconomic marketplace as it tries to decide where to place its bets post-pandemic. The annual Who Can Forecast the Biggest Global Wheat Production Number race appears to have kicked off earlier than usual amongst analysts and pundits. The highlights so far of what I've seen would be up 12 to 15 million metric tonnes in the EU and US, including the UK, down 10 million metric tonnes in Russia, down 8 in Australia and down 2 in Canada. One area of disagreement is India, where their ministry forecast 109 million metric tonnes against 107 in 2021, although local traders are less optimistic and in a range of 100 to 104 million metric tonnes. So, on the face of it, there will not be more wheat next year from the main export players, but perhaps more importantly, what will post-pandemic demand look like as the global economy reboots? Old crop markets remain firm, despite the AHDB and EU Commission's best efforts to make the numbers fit, which was best demonstrated by the soon-to-expire March 21 Matif contract, which went to a €20 premium to May 21, as prices surged higher and the short scrambled to get out. EU wheat exports this week were just under a million metric tonnes, whereas maize imports were a paltry 140k, as the balance sheet continues to tighten. The UK market remains relatively subdued by comparison, with the crunch likely to come as we enter the business end of the season and will depend on whether the much-talked-about imported wheat and maize turns up in time or we limp into new crop on bare boards to be greeted by the prospect of feeding two ethanol plants now that E10 fuel has been approved. On to malting barley, the weather supporting field work, old crop markets are steadying and new crop sees limited trade. Good fieldwork progress has been made over the week with compliant weather across most of the country. Domestic markets have seen some limited interest for the end of the season deliveries, but with little traded. The market awaits consumers' ideas on the return of demand and what that means for the end of the 2020 campaign and the beginning of 2021. Old crop markets have seen some limited trade interest as replacements are picked up against quality downgrades. New crop markets have also seen small volumes traded, which reflect a more normalised premium structure over the feed complex. With a following wind, planting should soon start in earnest. With the potential for volumes to be marketed, we should also see more interest from the consumer as the end of lockdown restrictions adds demand back into the equations. On oilseed rape, the headlines, the markets are well supported, weather and China are key drivers, and the USDA key report is due next week. It's an explosive week for the market, with values gaining around £20 on the back of bullish sentiment. Weather stories and crop production ideas for South America have been a main driver, with Chinese buying of oilseed complex products the other. Poor weather, wet in northern Brazil and dry in Argentina, has kept attention on production levels from these countries. 
USDA World Supply and Demand reports due out next week could see another swerve by the department by not making amendments at this report to South American production and US end stocks. US planting intentions report is due at the end of March and will be keenly watched. Closer to home, the strength in the UK rape oil markets has seen sharp reductions in oil stocks and hence increased demand for rapeseed to crush. This has supported imports with the EU upping again their forecast for the remainder of the season. New crop markets have also benefited from the old crop interest and reflect values that are supportive for gross margin calculations. In the short term, these external markets remain supportive and continue to add upward pressure to the complex. However, it must be noted that any change in Chinese buying or supply interests could create a sharp revaluation given current market levels. Pulses? Beans? This week, the market's been very quiet, with a number of buyers stepping back this week, which has meant that values have been static versus the recent steady support. Certainly later positions are not discussed at all, and given the recent rise of other protein products, we could have reached a peak in current values. And little change in peas, with some limited feed interest shown this week, whilst human consumption trade execution continues. The fertiliser headlines, the international market, there's been a rally in global freight rates and energy markets adding additional price support. DAP prices remain firm, supported by strong demand from Asia. And Yara increased prices of CAN in Germany and AN in France. On the domestic market, a marked change in weather has kick-started fieldwork, increasing spot demand and underpinning prices. Granulo-urea values have levelled off following a sustained price rally and DAP prices continue their upward trajectory across northern Europe. And finally, the prices this week. Feed wheat, March 21, 200 to 208 pounds. November 21, 163 to 189. Feed barley, March 21, 160 to 165. November 21, 146 to 151. Oilseed rape, March 21, 425 to 430. November 21, 365 to 370. And beans, March 21, 224 to 228. November 21 prices available on request. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular OpenField contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.